five, 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 all right, and welcome back, everybody, to another episode, episode three of the Top 5 Film Dive. I'm your host, Kurt Morrison, and I welcome two very good friends of mine and my sophomore guests here, Mr. Gavin, featuring also Marco down in the bottom of my screen here. How are you guys doing? Great. Good, How are you? Excellent, excellent. So it's a nice sunny day. The, the sun's coming out, fellas. How's your quarantining going? We'll start with that. Well, it's going all right. Like I'm lucky enough to work from home, so I'm grateful for that, you know. But yeah, Gavin, it's okay. Gavin's the weather's getting better. His, Gavin's lost his hair because of the stress. yeah. <laughs> so I've wanted to look like Marco my whole life. Right? <laughs> now I can be Bane for Halloween. <laughs> I'll get you the mask. I'll get you the mask. Yeah, I watched the Michael Jordan documentary, and like within ten minutes, I was like, I go. Oh man, isn't that that documentary is unreal? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. good. I like how it doesn't really touch on like it for people watching it. It, it gives them an insight into like earlier basketball before like three years ago when it didn't exist to most people, you know yeah. what I mean? And then, and then touches on like Scottie Pippen and like the dynamic of that and like yeah. why Michael Jordan was so goddamn good. It's, um, it's already the highest watched or most watched sports documentary in the history of television. Yeah, well, that can't count, though. That's like the NFL draft being the highest rate. Like, what else are you going to watch? <laughs> the number is This high, is the baby. second highest podcast watched. <laughs> exactly. Of all time. Yeah. Episode two was the highest yeah. watched, listened to podcast that we have done yet. So, well, I'm not a huge yeah. basketball fan, and it's, yeah. it's awesome. Like, I've only seen, I saw one episode last night. And yeah, yeah. I'm, like, hooked on it already. It was four, correct? Four, four. Yeah, right? yeah. Cool. Yeah. I. Uh, anything else you guys been watching lately? Uh, Birdman again, like I said, and then Extraction was really good. I enjoyed it, man. I I liked the tone of it. I was yeah. like, didn't have any extra bells and whistles that it didn't need. Yeah. Yeah. And Hemsworth did pretty good. So, Marco, how about you, buddy? Uh, in terms of films, this past weekend we watched Dog Day Afternoon. Whoa. Uh, the, the People versus Larry Flint and Shadow of a Doubt. Sounds right. uplifting that, weekend, eh? <laughs> that is a lean weekend. My God. You have a bottle of scotch in front of you? Yeah, yeah, jeez. <laughs> Why not Schindler's List? <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, I, I love films. Like, that's why I like your yeah. podcast so much, you know? This is a Good. dream for me. I was a fan last week, and now I'm on the show, you know? Hey, right? Oh, my God. The progression. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that, my friend. Come true. <laughs> yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing, kids, and you'll be on the <laughs> podcast too in one day. So that being said, in regards to um, our, our topic of the day, and uh, last week we, of course, touched upon sports films. week before that on Disney Pixar. And when nothing coming out in theaters, <laughs> at least actually until, by the looks of them right now, uh, July, and, and July is even kind of up in the air itself, um, we're looking at top five reboots. Now, the idea of a reboot, and there's a few definitions online here, listeners, is we want to um, keep it open-ended, subjective, as always. And whatever Gavin's definition of a reboot uh, is might be different than mine, and mine might be different than Marco's. Now, the goal here is to obviously have our uh, five countdown, going from five, four, three, two, one, all the way down. And as we get started... I got my, my book of definitions here. A reboot is a new start to an established fictional universe, work, or series 
Another example is a film that begins an established series, series again, instead of building on the previous film's lore and universe. So a good example of this would be, actually it's a quite frankly a horrible example, but a good example would be the 2007 uh, reboot of Halloween directed by Rob Zombie, piece of shit movie, but axed everything that had come before it. Again, a bad example of that would be the 2018 version of Halloween, which essentially goes back to what was the original storyline. So a little bit of a flip-flop there. That being said, um, I want to discuss with you guys really quick about the idea of, of, you know, Hollywood seems to be in this little bit of a rut right now where it's almost unable to create new material. And it keeps going back to brands that are not only familiar, but bankable. What's the first thing that pops in your mind when I say something like that? Question. Uh, well, uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say like instantly, like, like, first of all, on a completely unrelated note, I've been watching the <laughs> TV show reboots from episode one, which is what I thought we were doing top five reboot episodes. Episodes. Oh, man. Um, no, but Disney in its own right can have like its own. You know what I mean? You're taking fairy tales and you're just retelling them and that shit is that you know you're gonna make money you're, you're gonna make whether it's i just watched the lion king you know <laughs> what i mean and it was it was really good and whatnot like you get what you what you pay for or, mm -hmm. or in that sense but there it, yeah they, obviously for the past probably i'd say eight nine years now there's been a lack of uh like did we need another robocop like good example Actually, you know what good. i mean like so yeah. it, it's things like that that are I feel they're taking the easy way out sometimes, but at the same time, if it's done well, it's worth it. But yeah, Disney's saturated it. So it's just, so pick all the Disney movies we grew up with. And it's like, you know, that's coming out like Dumbo on Disney plus. I think lady in the tramp, like why are you retelling these stories? Because they know it makes money, right? Because it's funny a that you generation of kids who aren't watching those old. So now, the original Lion King for a kid who was born in 2008, excuse my language. <laughs> that's the original to them. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's saturated, but it, it's hit or miss. So it's funny that you mentioned the Disney live action remakes today, literally today. Uh, Variety reported that Hercules is the next one on the, on the block to get remade. With the rock. What's that? Didn't they make Hercules with the rock? No, Did God, that's not that? the same. <laughs> But we're looking at the reboot in the old 97, 98 uh, animated one, which I, I, I watched a couple weeks ago with my daughter. I think it's friggin' hilarious. But what about you, Marco? What's the first thing that I would say uh, as of late? So it's something that hasn't come out yet that you've heard recently um, is being rebooted that you just kind of cringe at. That I cringe at? Oh, yeah. I don't know off the, off the top of my head. I mean, oh, like, they're doing it with the Marvel movies almost like every couple of years. Yeah. Them, right? It's true. Um, That's true. Yep. Like, I know there's a sequel to Bill and Ted coming out that I'm looking forward to. There's a new yeah. kind of reboot sequel of Ghostbusters that's coming out, you know, yeah. but I would kind of echo what Gavin said, you know, like, I think a lot of the companies, like, it's, uh, um, like, Gavin would know about this because of, fi yeah, finance, being in the financial business, it's, you know, less risk, you know, mm -hmm. to, to yeah. um, use, like, a, an already, like, established brand, you know, and especially, like, companies like Disney, they, you know, they want to get their capital back on these you know, property, intellectual properties, they spend billions of dollars like Star Wars on, right? So that's why they keep pumping them out. But I do think there is a lot of like new, like creative stuff being put out, like especially 
seems more like uh, television is kind of going through almost like a second golden age, you know? I agree. So much television product. Like, and most of the new stuff is television oriented. Even films are coming out like on like Netflix and like home stuff. So I want to echo what Gavin said for sure. Yeah. And today's podcast is sponsored yes. by Bubbly, everyone. <laughs> Just so nice. you guys know that. So anyways. So that being said, actually, you guys had a couple of good points and I'm, I'm excited to see what your definitions of these, uh, we'll call them reboots. Um, and, and coincidentally enough, you, you said uh, Ghostbusters, which was supposed to come out in three months time, which is essentially a sequel to those original ones. But not the one with the chicks. Not the one with the chicks. I would deem to be a reboot, but we yeah. will see if that falls on any of our lists. I'll be honest with you. We're just going to jump. It's, it's my number one the 2017 version of Ghostbusters. Yeah. I'm going to have to block you because it's my number one. This <laughs> 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 the screen goes black. So, Marco. It's actually number one on Schindler's list as well. <laughs> Marco, start her off for me, buddy. What's your number five? Oh, my number five? Um, so, I, I picked this franchise. It's kind of like a long-running franchise. Yeah. And, uh, like, I, these movies are very close to, to my heart. Um, but I picked James Bond movies. That's kind of okay. like right. my number. And the reason why it's so low, because I love James Bond so much, is because like I, the original movies are my favorite. So one with Sean Connery's are my, like, my favorite James Bond films. Yep. I do appreciate and enjoy some of like the Roger Moore films and like the Timothy Dalton films and stuff mm -hmm. like that. The, the further it goes, the less interested I am. Like I'm not a huge fan of Pierce Brosnan or like uh, Daniel Craig as James Bond. Sure. But like I do, like I, I love those, you know, some of the most iconic stuff comes from the Roger Moore era, like Jaws. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Oh, like License to Kill Timothy Dalton's excellent movie, right? So I, I that's my number five. I wrote about License to Kill the other day and how it is the most criminally underrated Bond movie that's ever been. Oh, it's amazing. It's fantastic. And I think Gavin actually was the one that introduced me to it and said, you got to check this out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, well, mine was, uh, uh, what was it? A View to a Kid. No, For Your Eyes Only is mine. Is that's that a good one? My favorite one, yeah. Because yeah. Roger Moore just like, yeah, uh, he was just. It was like he didn't give a shit, <laughs> but he was just like I. I know. I know the role. Like as in like an actor. Like it's 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 really like it's awful. It's like a parody of of Sean Connery almost, but he's still like built for it. You know what I mean? Like and then in that one, I think he's who's uh the like the first. That's the first one with like a ski scene, like down the slopes, like mm -hmm. crazy scene, and that. So Roger Moore was my, and then Sean Connery, obviously, but. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I I appreciate that that number five pick for sure. McGav, what's yours, buddy? Start her off. Um, I'll go start yours off, pardon me. With Mad Max. Ooh, are we blocking in this? Ooh. Uh, okay, so let me, I I guess I sh should have explained the block rule. This big brother. So, <laughs> one of our answers aligns with one of yours, but it is further down on your list than. The block rule applies. Say it. We discuss it later on in the pod. And then clearly, as I believe uh, it's about to be placed there or applied, um, we discuss Mad Max after. So we're talking Mad Max Fury Road, yeah? Yeah, like it was, it, it's the same premise, same yeah. world, just completely new. So it like, I think it, it's a full like reboot. You know what I mean? They don't mention as much as everybody wanted like a Gibson cameo in that shit. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that it was just like super well done. It like, it was its own move. It stands alone from the other ones, but at the same time pays like good, good respect to it. Yeah. Um, I am, I am blocking by the way. It is, it's further down on my list. 
So like it's, it's higher, it's higher up. You mean right. it's, yeah, yeah. it's better. Yeah. Well, like to be completely honest, all of mine are like films within the last like four or five years that have Which been one? like blockbusters. Yeah. But they're, they're done in such a way that it doesn't piss you off that they did them. And I think that's half the thing with a reboot. You're like, Oh great. They're remaking this. Yeah. But if they can yeah. do it where you can, I can still go back and watch the old Mad Maxes yep. and be like, this is, this is, I don't even think about the new one. And then I see the new one and I'm like, I don't even think about like, you know what I mean? So just, and it was a great, great movie and it got some uh, like accolades and whatnot. So I think that that was my, uh, my number five, but this Ooh. All right, we're going blocking it. I'm going to uh, take a little bit of a page out of Marco's book here. And, and we said very broadly, and you know what? I thought about this as I was writing, um, going down the Bond Avenue here. And, and I say Bond Avenue because, in my opinion, anytime someone new is taking over the mantle of James Bond, that can be looked at as essentially like a reboot. Or at least that's how I would, I would explain it or, or define it. But my favorite out of all of them... Um, and we actually, I had a discussion, uh, I, I should say, I actually post about this on our social media page. Um, my favorite out of all of them is Casino Royale, man. And I think because- Which I had, one? The, the, the 2005? The Good Daniel one. Craig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only true. watchable one. Yeah. The and one I, that's in, who, in the collection. Well, who, plays, uh, who plays Bond? Is it George Lazenby? Uh, so in the, the original the, Casino the, Royale? The, the really bad one, yeah. Oh no, that's not Lazenby. No, like, it was that. It was the fifth guy. Was it? I'm pretty sure. I cannot remember who. No, it was. it's, yeah, it's it was. weird. It's not even part of like the James Bond. Game. Yeah. So yeah. when you buy the box set, that one's not in it, and neither <laughs> is with uh, Your Majesty's Secret. Never Soul say never. Thing. Oh yeah, because yeah. of the licensing and shit. Um, yeah. Continue though. But uh, Casino Royale sits there for me, man. I remember going. I was working at a movie theater, actually, Gav, right near where uh, I believe your parents near where your parents live in Oakville. Uh, encore cinemas at current spheres and i remember being blown away man absolutely blown away by seeing um this new interpretation of of bond uh because i'd come to expect and i hated them other than goldeneye i hated every single pierce brosnan movie tomorrow never dies um world is not enough die another day got hokier and hokier is going along so when, when this reboot with this new bond which I remember creating an uproar happened. It was, it was refreshing. It was like a cool new take, especially at the height of the Jason Bourne movies, um, which were that kind of like raw gritty style of action. Um, and yeah, man, I put Casino Royale at number five. It's got a lot of rewatchability. i watched a couple months ago and, and I still found myself like enjoying the hell out of it. I'm interested to see where they go with no time to die. If Daniel Craig's version of Bond end up, ends up by the bullet um, or not, because clearly this is going to be his last one. But yeah, that's my take on, uh, on number five and on at least the James Bond series as a whole. So. David, David Niven played him in 1967 right. and Woody Allen was a, wrote the screenplay. Really? Weird. That's so strange. Yeah. That's so weird. All right, Mark. What's your number four, buddy? So my number four, it's, you know, like, kind of like Gavin said, I think probably um, most of my list is going to be movies that we're familiar with in the last like several years, maybe yeah. even the last decade um but again like like you said i think like the way i define a, a reboot is kind of like not so much a remake but more like a film that kind of like just reestablishes the characters reestablishes the setting reestablishes yep. all of that stuff and i picked for my number four uh the movie dread i thought dread was excellent honorable uh, mention I, honorable <laughs> mention oh wow 
it's okay. a shame that there hasn't been a sequel yet. Like I, I, I hope that they make a sequel because like it, it blew me away. And like um even like the original Judge Dredd with um Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> I think it's better than the original. Like the original one, even yeah. with the nostalgia factor, is hard to yeah. watch for me. Like I love Demolition Man, but the yes. Judge Dredd, yeah. I saw it as a kid and like I liked it as a kid, but it's Same. like it's tough to watch. But, like yeah. Dredd was X special effects were X. Yeah. Dread the mega cities and all of that stuff was awesome. Yeah. It had a it had a vibe like uh, have you ever seen the movie? Uh, what is it with it's the raid? Have you? Ever, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So it's just like she's on the top building in that complex, and Carl Urban is such a good actor for it. Amazing. Yeah, no, it's that's awesome a good, that's a good call. The, the um the chase in the street when he's chasing them on the street. Yeah. Oh man, it's awesome! Like it just starts and just goes, you know, like. I uh, I don't think I've seen it since it came out, but I remember going to see it in theaters and being like having zero expectations, being like, "Holy shit! Like this is a good action movie. Like this was not what I was expecting." And I think again, kind of piggybacking off what you said, growing up with the Sylvester Stallone one and knowing how corny that was, I was like, "All right, this is what I'm anticipating to see." And it was it's excellent. It's really really good, especially considering the fact that uh, it didn't do well at the theaters, and I don't think anybody really expected it to do well, but. That's one that deserves a sequel. I'm 100% behind you when you say that. And you know what, Kurt? I have not seen it since it came out either. But like that one scene where they uh, they inject the guy with the drugs and they throw him out the window, yeah. I can visualize that in my mind. Like I just watched it yesterday. And I've been cool. meaning to, to rewatch it since. But I have not seen it. I've only seen it once. And like cool. it made that much of an impact on me. Gav, give me your number four, buddy. Oh. Now that I know Dread's not on your list. so I'm going to – so <laughs> – I got like a, a little qualm with my own pick. I'm going to actually, you know what? I'll just do Planet of the Apes. Ooh, okay. Because nice. just, just, there's, <laughs> there's such, a, such a drastic world to deal with that I, I consider it a reboot, first of all. Do you consider Which it a one? reboot? You're talking about the Machi Machi the, fran- right? the, the franchise, like, like the, all of them. <laughs> oh, the new three, right? Yes. Okay. But like, not the one with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's one. the first one of of them. Yes, that one. <laughs> it, it was. Should I should I have just said Spider Man? Um, no. Um, you can take your answer back. No, no, I can't. No, are you kidding me? The integrity <laughs> of this whole operation just plummets if I do that. So, <laughs> Planet of the Planet of the Apes, just basically the whole like. The War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. I think I saw Marco coming out of the theater as he just saw it. Yeah. And he was like, it was like depressing. He was like, it was like, you feel really bad for these fucking apes in prison. <laughs> yeah. And like, it is, it, they do tell the story really well. And I yeah. think that that franchise can keep going to where it was. You know what I mean? Like in the future, we yeah. can go to like the real planet. But as, are those prequels? I think that's a perfect definition of something like a reboot. It does not, it, it takes into consideration the, the brilliance of like the first two from the sixties or seventies. Um, but puts a spin on it. Puts it again, like a, a more, uh, we're talking the Franco one, right? From like 2000. Yeah. Fran then did the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Yes. Like, there you go. Yeah. Fucking hates the apes and shit. Yeah. And he plays, he does a really good job in that. Yeah. But it was just like it's good it's good uh it's good production value. I think it did fairly well in the in the Yeah. And it brings to light like a whole new story, right? So it's yeah. I, that's what I picked. I don't know. I really like this. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. What I, what I like about that one is it's almost like a prison movie. Yeah. But like yeah. Planet of the Apes like, you know? It's awesome. 
Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. And then even the uh, like the actors accredited with like doing the voices, like you don't know who who those people are. Hey, hey, I can recognize Steve Zahn voice. Steve Zahn's voice. Pardon me. Let me try that again. Apparently, as I, as I go, who is he? Caesar. He, he knows. <laughs> Steve Zahn plays the little Oh, Caesar is what's his face? Andy Circus. Yeah, and then uh Steve and then Zahn the, plays the, the weirdo one in the third movie. It's like oh, 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 oh. and like it's almost like as if like he has a stutter. And then I name. can't think of uh the girl's name who does the, the, the chick one. Sorry, the female one. Fuck it up. Um, yeah. Well the validity of this podcast is just going in the toilet. Yeah. Well, well my, my it started when you didn't pick the marquee mark two thousand one, I believe. But I'm not um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into a quarrel over that. No, I didn't even think of I didn't even to be honest. <laughs> okay. okay, no, I'm just gonna pass. Okay. Who's next? <laughs> All right. So Planet of the Apes for Gavin. Number four. Where's my number four? It's probably fantastic for you, you sicko. <laughs> no comment no comment i um oh god i'm uh, i'm embarrassed i think to even um you probably should be uh, right, yeah you know what? we're going for glory for this one i have no shame in my own podcast uh this is gonna be something i think might catch your fellas off guard a little bit i have an adoration and i have a closet full of t-shirts from a particular movie that came out in 1990 that had a series of movies come out after it and then got rebooted in 2014 and i still watch it from time to time because it is it's horrible but it is such a guilty pleasure of mine that i enjoy the hell out of it the karate kid the teenage mutant ninja turtles oh wow it ah. is <laughs> it's funny you say that i just watched yeah. a a uh mm. a i fully disagree that movie's fucking garbage yeah. but um i just watched uh, on how those actors were treated and the money they made and it was like yeah. really horrible yeah and they ran out of money and it got to the point where all the people who played the turtles were actually on set one day and because they had contracts where they were just getting paid a finite amount of money mm -hmm. uh the the uh, studio would um take all the other workers back to the hotel faster i heard this so that story. they could get them off the payroll yes. and then the last people off the set had to take a wow. cab and those were the i didn't mind the re i didn't it was entertaining yeah you know what i mean like megan fox april neil i, I and will fickner was pretty good yeah and but it was just like that the secret of the ooze is one of the best movies like ever. man num the, the number one 1990 version i watched i think last week and weekend before and like it, i have such a soft spot for it in my heart and like at least three or four t-shirts that have some sort of line or something from that 90 and i went into 2014 the cg version with like expectations of what it was supposed to be and i enjoyed it and i appreciated it because it still had the heart and that like goofiness to it of being a movie about fucking teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah and i enjoyed it and that's why it's my guilty pleasure on my list the other couple ahead of it i would like to think kind of go back into the realm of hey hey kurt you're an adult um type of movies but i have a soft spot for it and i did hear that story actually it's funny you mentioned that that yeah they were ushering people <laughs> off the set who were non-unionized yeah and they signed the contract for x amount of movies i think they a yes. trilogy and then the yep. second one didn't do so well so they were already um, locked in for this, like. So you're talking about the new one. The, I'm talking the, about the new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Like there the, was, the there was two, were right? poorly on the on the. Yeah. New one. Yep. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I will I try to find the actor's that, name. I will try to I, find. I, I didn't see the the reboot of it, but I saw the sequel when they introduced Bebop and Rocksteady. And you know what? I out did? of the shadows. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Like I, I went and I checked it out because yeah. like I I, I like the original Ninja Turtles, and I was like, oh. you know what? Like it reminds me of the cartoon. It's got all the same characters. Yep. It's got Shredder. It's got the Techno Krang. It's got all yeah. that stuff, right? Yep. I was they like, I like that. Ba- they out, teased know? Baxter Stockman, and they never did it though. Right? It was I Tyler know. Perry. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Gabby, you know your shit about this. Maybe we'll get a third yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, fuck, probably. I'm gonna hold on. Is that guys? I'll shuffle them out. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's in my head. All right, buddy. Let's loop back around, Marco. We're going to our number three pick. No, no, friend. no. Now, now, how about you start? Me? You know what I mean? You can't put him at the top. <clears throat> All right. I have a feeling there's going to be a block in this round. <laughs> if if there's a block on this, I'll be very surprised because this is another one that I think is universally hated, um, but I think is like a modern day superhero masterpiece. Okay. Oh no! Don't, I'm, going don't with, I'm going with Man of Steel. <laughs> oh man, I I love Man of Steel. Block? Well, it's just. It's, that that was one the a yeah. good a good origin story movie uh-huh. that just like went off a cliff and they just took it and then three hundred five hundred million dollars later where is it now? It's it's in the upper echelons of the best comic book movies of the last twenty years. That's where it sits, and I stand by my statement very very broadly. And you can suck it, okay? So right. <laughs> that's fine. So, there you that's go. Like, Man of Steel, like all of that stuff, gets very confusing for me because it's like, is Man of Steel a sequel to Return of Superman, and isn't that supposed to be a sequel to the first one? And like, then you got Batman versus Superman and all this stuff going on, and <laughs> right? So I get confused with the Superman movies. So you got Steel with Shaq. That was a, that is. Yeah, you know, exactly. I thought that was a. I thought that was a prequel. That's on the Mount Rushmore of, of greatest superhero movies of all time. Um, Shaq, Shaq deserved an Oscar nomination for that. I, I've only seen Man of Steel twice, and I like the <laughs> yeah. I like the uh, the first half of the movie was really good with um, when when they show him like going through the fire and like the fire doesn't fucking touch him and like explaining yeah. his powers. They kind of combined it into a montage of like this is all the crazy stuff he can do. Yeah, yeah. and and. Um, uh, Buddy's a really good actor to play okay. him. Like, yeah, Henry Cavill. You can't like, and even what's his face was a good Zod, uh, Michael Shannon. But Michael Shannon's a great actor, man. Fantastic. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. I I understand why you like it, so I'm not, <laughs> I won't block it. Sure. Um, you can't like, block it unless it's on your list, though. But it's like if somebody, if somebody, if if oh oh, is that why? Okay, then I won't. Then I can't block it. So that's why you can't block, block it. it if I like it. It's yeah, subjective, yeah, yeah. my friend. If but I, if I if said people in their head already have, I'm a Marvel dude or I'm a DC dude. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a, a, eh, Go ahead. Go ahead. It's just that's that's kind of how I'm wired. Sadly, it's just like sure. I watched Aquaman the other day, and I was like, what? What is this? It's it's not good. I rewatched it a couple weeks ago. It's it's not a good movie. So, but I enjoyed it when I saw it in theaters. I yeah. think I might have been pretty drunk when I saw it in theaters, though. I remember giving it a B plus. Little 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 bit. Um, we'll call it shooting for the moon with that grade. <laughs> hey, a couple more beers, it would have been an A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gav, what's your number three, buddy? Um, Star Trek. Ooh, good answer. That was my honorable mention. All right, great, great movies, great cast. 
Simon Pegg killed it. Um, they, the, it was just, it was good. Peter Weller was in it. Shout out Peter Weller. Was he? Uh, yeah. Incredible. I think he, I think he dies. Um, and yeah, it was just all of them were really good movies and they kept you interested and they introduced, they rebooted it in such a way that like, um, they bring Cumberbatch, like the right, the wrath of Khan and stuff like that. So they touched on all that other stuff that like Trekkie nerds are like vibing over, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. So which one of those three that have come out though is your favorite? Star Trek? The, the so one Star with Trek? Cumberbatch. Into the Darkness. Darkness. And then. Beyond. What's the one with Cumberbatch? Into That's Darkness. The second one? Yeah, yeah, Into yeah. Darkness. Into I like that. Do you like those better than the original Star Trek movies? Oh, good question. I, I've only seen, I think the last one I saw was like Nemesis, maybe in the theater. Oh Christ. So 20 like, years ago. I've, I watched Next Generation. Like I watched the show. Yeah. like crazy but no the movies were never uh the wrath of khan i, I enjoy that one but i prefer into darkness <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> trivia time for both of you who plays the villain in star trek nemesis i don't think i've seen that one no you wouldn't recognize it's a green him. guy no this is a uh not that i recall he's green he is supposed to be a clone of Picard. Do you recall this? Do you know who the actor? Do you know who the actor is? Is it? Um, now I'm just gonna guess people that look like Picard. <laughs> One of the best. Yeah, uh, no, I see uh, Marco, me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Professor X, Professor. Hey. No, can't get it. Tom Hardy. Tom really? Hardy. One of Tom. Really? Hardy. Yep. One of Tom Hardy's first big breakup. Wow. Was oh oh so they cloned him and he was younger. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. So no, I haven't seen that one. I like Generations is okay, but yeah. First Contact was awesome. That's probably the best. Yeah, of that's them. a good I agree. one. Yeah, I agree. I one hundred percent agree with you. Do you yeah. guys watch the new Picard? No, oh. uh, I saw the first episode of it. Oh, I think it was like the best show of the year. I'm getting serious Logan vibes from it. So, what's wrong with that? Um. I, I don't know if it's feasible with like an 85 year old man. Did Logan depress you? you if, I watch, yeah. if I watch Logan now, especially having a daughter, I will have about a 72 hour fit of depression where I'll probably grab like an eight ball of Coke and a six pack and like people won't see me. I can't watch Logan. I cannot watch Logan. I fucking cry so hard at three points in that movie. To, we're like i just i'm 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 cannot function for the rest of my day i do the same but i'm like celebrating what's your number three buddy okay i think this one's gonna get blocked but i'm gonna say i'm gonna come out with the spider-man i think uh, homecoming homecoming yeah spider-man no, 2 spider-man Spider 2 2 all right. Spider-Man Spider 2, 3, I think, actually. <laughs> 2, 3. <laughs> okay, so th this one is, is dicey because it's like, huh. like, okay, you reboot how, like, okay, there's Tobey Maguire. That was like the first. That's what I consider. I know we could go back to whatever the fuck <laughs> psychopaths know about anything before that. but Yeah, no, it's the one with Tobey Maguire is the first one. Except uh, yeah. unless you're talking about the one from 1977. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I have, I have Spider-Man as number two. 
Jew. Okay, yeah. so you're blocking me. Though. Because no, I already tried to replace it with Planet of the Apes, but that failed. You two get into it right now. Then I want to hear your. Uh, I want to hear your debate on this. And, I think uh, I think we're all gonna have the same number one. But anyways, I, I um, genuinely don't think so. Oh, uh, you know what? I do. No, I do actually. No. Um, the new Spider-Man's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. And it, it, the actor's good. The story's good. They didn't do Uncle Ben didn't die again. Uh, amazing Spider-Man. Oh my God! Thank God they didn't kill Uncle Ben. Thank it God is Spider-Man two, by three. Eh? Spider, right? <laughs> yeah, How many I spiders know. have I seen Peter Parker get bit by in my life? You know, in yeah. cartoons, comics, yeah, video games, movies. You know. I know. How many times so they, you they, old man they started, died? Well, they went off like right off on the right foot with just introducing him like we all know spider-man we all know his backstory we all know his powers just mm-hmm. throw him right into civil war and then give him his own film and yeah and like you guys were talking about your sports thing like michael keaton is excellent oh insane villain, you know okay. and, and it's interesting too because i think uh, i think this will probably come up later but um like when you watch the dark knight and they, they have that quote it's very ironic where i think uh two faces like you become the hero long enough to see yourself become the villain yeah and here you have michael keaton who was batman and now he's yeah. A villain. yeah yeah it's kind of ironic but it's just excellent like i'm a huge um mysterio fan and like when i saw yeah. far from home like yeah. i wasn't sure at first how i thought it like felt about it because like, i love mysterio like i have a mysterio tattoo you know like yeah uh, cool oh, yeah absolutely I love Mysterio. And like, I was thinking like, man, I don't know how I feel about this. Like they changed him up this and that. But the next day I was like, no, it was good. I like, yeah, it was, it was really good. I like the changes that they make and I like the things that they keep iconic. So which one do you like better? Homecoming or far from home? Uh, I think they're probably pretty neck and neck for me. Same. Yeah. The Michael Keaton one was good because it kind of like, it was just him as like, he's a kid. You know what I mean? There was a lot of like leaning on Iron Man for shit, which is Mm kind of like, the torch was being passed in that movie mm-hmm. and then in the next one it's like it's all him or whatnot but it's uh, uh yeah i'm looking forward to the next one for sure yeah spider-man work from home yeah 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 <laughs> spider-man but dad jokes yeah that you nailed it um i just saw one it was like tom holland and then tom poland and it's like <laughs> with kabasa and then like tom tom like germany or something and it was it was funny i kind of like that up. um yeah no I, I i i like it's so there's nothing to block here because I yeah. do understand why you picked that. So that's your number three. Cool. That's my but three. And, you're my right. three. and mine was Star Trek. Okay. So that's my two is yeah. Spider-Man. Uh, Margo, what's, what's your, your three? Order? Then what's Gavin's three? My, my, my three, three So I went, oh, I went Mad Max, Planet of the Apes, Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, then, right. Okay. We went the other way. That's right. Yeah. So we're looking at my number two now. Yes, sir. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. So my number two, um, I picked this one just because, like, the original films, which came out in the 1930s, were mm. super iconic. I'm talking about, like, the Universal Monster films, right? Uh, the 1930s, like, uh, specifically, I'm going to mention Dracula. Yeah. In the 1950s, uh, the Hammer films came out with, they, they basically rebooted all of them. Yeah. The Mummy, Frankenstein, Dracula. And, like, those ones, I, like, I, I enjoy the original ones, like, from the 1930s and stuff like that. <laughs> but the ones from the 50s really like even creepier than the ones from the 30s in some ways because it's kind of you have that 70 like that 1950s that makeup grainy technicolor kind of look which i like and like uh, all of those dracula films from the 50s i love and if you have like turner classic movies they play them like every year like yeah. i could watch them every year like, i'm cool with that you know so like, uh, your answer as a whole is the 
the fifties kind of reboot of all the horror icons. The Hammer one. Yeah, I'll, cool. I'll specifically say Dracula, cool. but the but yeah, maybe all of them. Yeah. I like mean, the Frankenstein that's, ones are cool, you know. Open for interpretation, and buddy. They kind of do what like the Marvel films, like the Spider-Man one did, where like yeah. you know they just kind of throw you into it, like you know who these guys are, but they change it up a bit. Like if you watch the Frankenstein from the 1950s, it's not the same guy with the bolts in his neck and he's lumbering around like that iconic Frankenstein monster. He's a reimagined Frankenstein monster, and it's cool and it works. And like each Frankenstein in the 1950s is a different monster. They're worth checking out. You know, they're worth checking out for sure. That's well, my pick. On Two. that note, we might as well just jump to my number one, which is the Tom Cruise reboot of The Mummy. A modern classic. I think that everybody should like it as much as I do. <laughs> I've never seen it. I know. <laughs> There's just horrible, <laughs> awkward silence. I'm just kidding. It's a piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there, there was also that reboot yeah. of The Mummy in the... 99? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, Brandon with Brandon Fraser. Yeah. yeah, that's where I thought you were going. I'll be honest with you. I was like, okay, okay, all right. You know, a little nostalgia factor. So, cool. All right, man. That's an excellent answer. Uh, off, uh, completely off the board. I didn't see that one coming. And I have an appreciation <laughs> for it. No, I, I dig it, man. I dig it. I completely like it. And as a whole, as a unit, that's an acceptable answer. Um, my number two. I will... Okay. It's an original movie from the... I think 61, 62. The height of the Rat Pack. And Ocean's the, Eleven. Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's and my the, number. And the re, what's that? No, go. Is your number one? No, that was two. That was two. All right. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. So they, uh, of course, spawned a couple of sequels, 2001, 2004, 2008. Um, I got a soft spot for this first one, though, guys. I saw it just at the right age. And I think this is one of those movies that I can put into that category that really – um, made me fall in love with movie banking. Um, I, I'm, I'm a giant Steven Soderbergh fan, and I feel like this movie, if I could pick one word to describe it, is just cool. Like Clooney, you got Pitt at his, at his kind of like prime. Damon, when he's really coming up before he's done the Bourne stuff, and then like this like, well, I mean, for God's sake, even Julia Roberts still when she's really in her prime. Don Cheadle. <clears throat> Don Cheadle, Andy Garcia, if I can keep going, but yeah. I, I absolutely love this movie, and it's funny because now that Netflix has all three of them, I've been kind of, I've been kind of going through them again. Um, but uh, yeah, to to look at that kind of like definition of a reboot per se is taking that idea of of you know, a property or essentially something that's already been established, but giving it that kind of twist and that you know modern day type of vibe. I think this is the absolute perfect definition of of what that falls into, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's it's a great movie. The Ocean's Eight. Um, all-female reboot even I think it was about two summers ago it's not a bad movie I, I does not fall in line with what the original the sections of the originals the, the the Clooney three were but I have an appreciation for the take that it tried um and, that's and, when they go into the Met Gala right yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's kind of a cool concept yeah the the, the idea was there I don't know if the execution was great um, but that being said I'm working my way back around you guys here we are going to our number one top reboot Gab, I'm going to start off with you. I'm passing it. Batman. What? Batman. Oh, Batman. Batman trilogy. Those are fantastic movies. Those are, what else can you say? You take, you reboot it. You start it from the beginning. You have three, like the one thing is like a comic book person can be like, oh, he only did two missions in his whole life or whatever, like something like that. But like the tone was insane. The acting was incredible. The action was insane. 
and then how they left it off with the, the Hans Zimmer and then the bats fly and it's Robin is is Joseph Gordon-Levitt like get out of here I, I listen to that soundtrack at least once a week while I'm working oh if you're ever driving into the city at nighttime <laughs> and you put on the dark night theme oh it's yeah. it, like it feels like you're driving a Batmobile oh buddy I love it I love hearing it yeah, man, Batman Begins is my number one. Uh, that's another one of those movies where, like, I remember where I was the first time I saw it. I remember who I was with. I remember the, the midnight showing that I went to. I didn't even like, like, I, I like the first one for sure, but, yeah. like, Dark Knight Rises is crazy. Like, how just that whole Bane, like, that was, I remember when those trailers dropped. The trailer for Dark Knight that yeah. just showed, like, a bit of that bank heist scene. Yeah. And yeah. then the whole bank heist scene with, with, the Joker has them all like, oh, like I'll kill you and this and that and all the other thing, like yeah. so good. And then when he just like, when he's the nurse yeah. and like everything, when he's all, every like all the dialogue in that is just incredible. You can watch it and be like, oh my god, so, so good. Out of that series, then I ask you this: go your one, two, three. Uh, I like two, three. Like, Batman, Batman Begins kind of flew under the radar for me, like compared yeah. to like the cultural phenomenon that the Dark Knight was. You know, I like agree. I would probably put Dark Knight Rises, Batman Begins. The Dark Knight number really? one rises two, and then Batman Begins three. Yeah, I, I'm with that because I'm, it was like it's also about the like the <laughs> villain. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what was who was his villain? Like. The first one it was such, Batman so, Begins. Yeah, it was it was um, Razal Ghul and Scarecrow and man. Scarecrow. Like those guys were like, you're not getting like super like hyped around them. Whereas Bane yeah. and and the Joker, you had these two dudes who like stole yeah. the show right. in their own way and whatnot. Like there's nothing worse than a shitty villain. You know what I mean? That's why yeah. like I hated Black Panther because Black Panther just fought the I Black agree. Panther. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I agree that I agree that. Not uh, a fan. How classic too was um, Two Faced in the Dark Knight when mm -hmm. like. He's got the coin and he's like, okay, you can either go here and save these people or go yeah. here and save the girl that you love. You know, like that's so classic Batman, anything, any yeah. superhero, anything. You know? Yeah. Yeah. When he's got the prisoners in the boat and the other people and he's like, you blow them up. Like, and then he just burns all the money. Cause he just wants like, I don't know. It was just, it was a really, it was dark as shit. And it yeah. didn't seem all like, cause we came from the Batman that was like all colorful Mr. And Freeze and, and, and like it was <laughs> are you kidding me yeah, I watched those at the drive-in and those were like yeah. trading cards they were cool for trading cards because yeah. you get like Tommy Lee Pogs, Jones yeah. or something like, yeah exactly right I found my pogs in a box <laughs> this morning that my mom <laughs> my mom gave me a box of shit from her place and I found my pogs from like 1995 to maybe 1998 uh -huh. did you have poison pogs uh i did i did and then you got i got a mario lemieux pog no i don't pay my, the rent today actually yeah oh yeah if you have mario lemieux pog we're, we're going good condition tonight. yeah yeah i'm digging tonight fuck so but i threw <laughs> i threw a lot of them out so a lot of them were like the old gargoyles tv show the cartoon shit it's on, it's on disney plus it's on disney plus so but going back to what we were talking about with batman there i um I, i'm here to i'm here to stir the pot a little if I have to go one, two, three in regards to that Nolan trilogy, I go one, two, three. Yeah. That begins to me is a far superior movie because all three acts are so perfect and cohesive, in my opinion. And I feel like three quarters of The Dark Knight was perfection, but that last probably 15, maybe 30 minutes of the movie fall apart for me. And I still, I still hold, 
I still hold very true to that belief that it is an absolutely perfect movie until all of a sudden they turn the fucking cell phones into radars. So, but going back to Batman Begins, I love it. I, I can throw that on in the background on Netflix and, and watch it and just still be able to absorb that and, and be kind of in awe at how good of a movie it is. So I think it's, it's, it's one of those ones that like, you can't argue whatever, which one you want to pick first. Yeah. It's just like to yeah. the, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Tom Hardy is as Bane is just absolutely insane. Well, I think Batman begins too. It's the only Batman movie where they actually show his origin. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I think like that's my appreciation for it. Yeah. They always talk about him as a kid and his parents dying and this and that. Like that's a theme that runs through everyone. But like I don't think you ever actually see him becoming Batman other than Batman Begins, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, what about Batman vs Superman? Oh come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Jeffrey Morgan. Jeffrey Jeffrey Dean Morgan and uh, Laura Cohen play his parents. Yeah, you see him get gunned down. God bless. Him. Yeah, and then in the Joker, you see the yeah. But yeah, I, I feel you. It's uh, it's a good, it's just a good franchise all around. Marco, wrap it up for me, buddy. What's your number one, my friend? Well, I actually kind of like overlooked the Batman series, but like, I, but I don't know, like, Batman was so good that it was almost like, I don't even, almost even not even consider it a reboot. Like the Batman Begins and that franchise was almost like it was amazing. But I love, I love the one with Michael Keaton. But obviously, you know, my number one is the one that I blocked earlier, and Mad Max. And what I like about oh. Mad. What I like about Mad Max is, is what I like what they did about Mad Max is that they made, uh, they did everything right that you would do with the reboot. They did the things in Mad Max that you couldn't do back then. So the, the special effects and just everything that they did with Mad Max was incredible. I remember going to see that movie and it blew me away. Like there was so much hype around it. And this, it already came out years ago, but there was so much hype around it. And I remember going to see it and like it lived up to the hype. And like I can't even believe that they didn't make jump on that and make sequels like right away. But like that is like the epitome of what a reboot is yeah. and a successful reboot at that. Not only did cash in and create so much money, but like it was a legit reboot. They sure. need that like like oh we could make another one right now and make four hundred million dollars, but we're not going to because like it it is what it is. You know what I mean? And I think it takes like a lot of people in Hollywood. There's probably some guy just banging on a studio door being like, why aren't we doing this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Marco, if you've seen the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, it's, <laughs> no. uh, it's mm-hmm. funny because they mention Jason I'm on Lee. quarantine. I'm not in prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't trust you. Um, but they say like, he's like, what do you call a reboot? And it, he's just like the new Star Wars return of, uh, what does he say? He's, uh, Jason Lee talks about, he's like, it, uh, a reboot is when he's like, you take the same story and you update it, the exact same story and you update it so that more people want to come. He's like, what do you call it when there's somebody in a black mask who stops this person from stopping this? And they're like, oh, that's, that's Star Wars. He's like, no, it's The Force Awakens. You're fucking wrong. <laughs> so it's like Star Wars is essentially a reboot of itself in the same saga. You know what I mean? So it's like, but the ability to say no to doing other sequels, it's just, it's, it's good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? How many, how many movies have you been like, I want to see a sequel or they leave it like another Batman, another Christopher Nolan Batman, a Robin spinoff or something. You know, yeah. I'd see that in five seconds. It would probably suck, but. 
I well, what's, what's interesting about Mad Max too is I think the guy who directed it directed the original Mad Max. Yeah, George Miller. George Miller did and, all, I think, all the first two. Um, and he did not do Thunderdome because he had a problem with how the script was going. It's mm-hmm. really funny that you mentioned that. So, well, there's, who, no, there's no problem with the, the script for Mad Max Fury Road. Nothing, nothing at all. And I think, I think that was, that was a, a situation where you had a guy who had established this universe that worked. And then as soon as it got ripped out of his hands, it didn't work. And that's why it was shelved for 25, 30 years. So, but again, coming back to my, my biggest, I wish, I don't want to say I wish they had a hopped on it or at least on a sequel. Because I think the movie's six or seven years old now. George Miller's 82 years old, director. Like, I mean, the guy's not a fucking spring chicken anymore. So if we look at it in the sense of, I would love to see a competent, well-made sequel in that man's hands again, rather than somebody else. Or a well-made prequel. Uh, that's maybe. maybe. <laughs> that's maybe a discussion for another podcast. So, um, and what what was cool too was it was the same. Uh, another interesting fact was the villain in the first Mad Max was the villain in Fury. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, yeah. That's so cool. Yep. And like I, I don't even like you. Typically with movies, it's all, it's like for me, like I always tend to favor the original of whatever, right? Like the original mm-hmm. actor who played James Bond, whatever. But in this yeah. sense, like I'm not mad at um, Tom Hardy at all, man. Like, he no. I think he did great. I think he did great with what he had. And I mean, it's a, it's, it's a Mad Max plus a female heroine movie rather than just a Mad Max movie. And I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with that. So a very unique number one, my friend, I was, I was, uh, I was not expecting that. So I wasn't sure if I was going to include it. Yeah. That. I would have put Batman on my list somewhere. I just, I just I totally. All right, fellas, we will wrap it up on that note. Uh, thank you to everybody who's tuning in. The podcast is available on any service that you stream on. Apple Anchor, Spotify, Luminary, I believe we just got uh, the go-ahead on. Um, If you have any questions or um, would like to be a guest on the podcast, please feel free to shoot me a a DM at the Top 5 Film, sorry, at Top 5 Film Dive on Instagram, um, as well as uh, my personal one at I am Curdy Mo. Fellas, signing off, any last words here? Friends with Must Watch. Man, I love films and I love movies, and this is really cool. And thanks for having me. This is awesome. Thanks, Curdy. I'll see you on the streets. Pleasure, my friend. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye.